This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Enjoy the following pre-recorded Encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equipped with Chris Brooks. I'm so excited to have you here with me. Thrilled that you've tuned in. Why don't you do me a favor and strap on your seatbelt? We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I might rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And my friends, today is a good day precisely because it is a gift from the Lord. And I want to encourage you at the outset of this uh, program, the greatest relationship any of us could ever have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the wonderful thing about that relationship is that he's constantly offering it to you no matter where you've been, no matter what mistake you've made. Jesus loves you and his grace is extended to each and every one of us. And at any point in life, you can uh, turn your life around. You can see a new day by God's grace. You know, it's often said that one bad decision can ruin a life, and that's true. You just go to the jail uh, and you'll find people that are there who lament one moment of anger or one one night where they made uh, a bad choice or a bad decision. But it is equally true that one good decision can turn things around as well. So today, I want to encourage you to make the best decision that any of us can make, and that is a decision to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, to trust him for the forgiveness of your sins, and to be uh, your Lord and Savior. And when you do that, I promise you, he makes all things new. But you don't have to take my word for it. Today, I have uh, invited in as a guest one of my childhood heroes, and you'll probably know this name if you follow baseball for any length of time, uh, Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry is a baseball legend. Uh, he has so many uh, accolades, but some of his accomplishments from his time in the major leagues were four World Series titles, eight All-Star Game appearances, and a nomination to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2004. While he was having a major success on the field, Daryl's story off the field was not the same. It was uh, marked by uh, brokenness and plagued by addiction and abuse and so many other challenges. But yet, God turned his season around, and he lived long enough to be able to not only proclaim the glories and goodness of Christ, but also to capture it in a book entitled Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. So grateful to be joined today. Uh, by uh, Daryl Strawberry. Hey, Daryl, how are you? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I know I speak for a lot of young men uh, that uh, are around my age, that, man, you and the 86 Mets are the reason why I wanted to play baseball. Uh, Take us back to that season. It was uh, a time that uh, a lot of young guys like me were just amazed at the work that you were doing, Doc Gooden, and the rest of the uh, the rest of the, uh, the Mets. That had to be uh, a great time of life, at least on the field for you. No question about it. It was a great time being a young baseball player playing in New York, and you know after going through a couple of years there before and, and losing '84 and '85, we lost to the Cubs in '84, and we lost to the Cardinals in '85, and we came into spring training in '86 in our first team meeting. 
our manager, Davey Johnson, just had a couple things to say. And he said, we're going to win it all. And we just kind of <laughs> looked around, and we just kind of strapped it on, and we said, yes, the, the first day of spring training, we're going to win it all. <laughs> that so that, a- was our, uh, that was our idea of hitting the field down in Florida in spring training and going from there and taking it into the season. Well, that's amazing, man. And and obviously that is uh, one of the dreams that, uh, you know, again, young men like myself playing in the in uh, the baseball diamond in the local park you have that one day you'll grow up and play in a World Series and win. I mean, you went on to be Rookie of the Year. You uh, have, have won on a championship level. But yet you say in your book that baseball is not what you want to be known for. What do you want to be known for? Well, I do not. I mean, I think everybody uh, likes to leave a legacy of who they are um, here because you only get one life at this. And, of course, baseball was fun. And putting on the uniform, it just made me a baseball player. It didn't make me a man. You know, once I Mm -hmm. took the uniform off and once I came to the cross and met Jesus, that's when I became a man. And the reason why I'm saying this, Chris, is because my mother left the legacy to me that Jesus is Lord. And I want to be able to leave the legacy for my kids that Jesus is Lord. I want to be able to leave what she left for me because she was praying for me when I was a heathen and a womanizer, an alcoholic and a drug addict in the center. She was praying that God would knock me off my throne and save me and bring about salvation. So I know that my mother's prayers have come to pass because I am the man that she always wanted me to be. She, she wasn't concerned about you know, me being successful and making millions of dollars and being privileged and having all these earthly things. She wanted to make sure that I knew the Lord Jesus Christ and that I walk with him and I would never have to look back over my shoulder again. Man, praise God for a praying mother. Uh, all you praying moms that are out there, dads that are out there, even grandmas and grandpas, uh, we appreciate you so very much. And uh, before it's all said and done, we're going to talk to wives as well because I know your wife plays a huge role in your life. But before we go there, I want to go back for a moment because uh, oftentimes people only see the player on the field. They don't realize this is a human being uh, that is young, successful, trying to figure life out. Uh, I've done a couple of uh, professional uh, chapels where I've been able to speak to athletes, professional athletes, and I'm always amazed walking out of there at the fact of, man, life moves really, really fast. Uh, for you guys and and just how human you are. So while most people were enamored with you on the field, go back to those early days of playing baseball. What was life for you like off the field? Well, off the field was a major struggle. You know, most people don't uh, consider you consider you human, you know, because of putting on the uniform and you're excelling and playing so well. And they look at you from the outside. They don't look at you from the inside. My insides were broken in me before I even got to the major leagues. You know, when I go back to the history of what my off the field was like, that's why I was so disturbed so much because my father was an alcoholic and he used to beat the crap out of us. And he came home for the last time when I was 14, pulled out a shotgun and said he was going to kill the whole family. See, wow. my, had it not been for my mother getting me and my brothers out of that house, we would have killed him. She knew. It's, you know, my brother Ronnie grabbed a butcher knife and I grabbed the fry, frying pan when he pulled out the shotgun and she got us out of the house. She gave us that look, get out. And she, cause she knew that we yes. were about to do something yes. that probably would cost us for the rest of our life. And I always say my, the wounds and scars were there before I ever put the uniform on that the uniform just covered up 
uh, the fact of my scars and wounds, but it didn't relieve me from them. It didn't set me free from them, you know, so they were there throughout my whole entire career. And I played under this illusion, you know, playing baseball, how great I am. But when I used to take that uniform off, man, I used to go home sometime, man, I used to say, who am I? Now, what is this really all about? You know, people love me and cheer for me when I'm playing baseball, but who am am I in real life? And I always wanted to know that. And I think that was a big part of me missing throughout my whole baseball career. What did you write? Why did you write the book? And what are you hoping people get out of the book, Daryl? I wrote the book because first my wife (laughs) kept pushing me to write another book. She said, you've never (laughs) written a book about, (laughs) you've never written a book about how God transformed your life, you know, and people need to understand that, you know, you're living a life that's totally different and yeah, they're looking from a distance, but they know that you're different because you never went back. And of course she was right. And I didn't want to write one. And so I finally ended up deciding to write one. And Donovan came along and I was talking to the Holy spirit one day and I said, well, what do you want me to title the book? He says, I want you to title the book, turn your season around. I want you to be able to bring a book that would help educate people how they can turn their season around. It's just like a baseball game and you get your first two at bats, you can go for two, but you might have two more at bats and you might come up in that eighth inning and there might be a run a runner on a two on and you down one run and boom, you can hit that big three home run and you turn the game around. That's the way you can turn your season around. You might go through six months of the first year, might be tough, but there's another six months left. And I think people give up and quit. And I, 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 I utilize I I utilize that because of playing baseball and understanding baseball is just mm. like life living. You know, it's the same thing. That's just a game, and life is not really a game, but it's still the same thing that we go through, and you and you have an opportunity. What I'm saying, Chris, is so many people quit before the game is over. And if you quit before the game is over, you can't win the game. And that's why, why we ended up winning the World Series in 1986, because had we quit, that game could have been over. Game six, we wouldn't have never been to game seven, but we didn't quit. We had two outs, but we never quit. And, and we ended up coming back and winning that game. Then we ended up coming back to game seven and win. It's the same way I'm trying to approach the life of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, how Christ is. He doesn't, he doesn't quit on us, so why are we quitting? That's really, really why are good. We not, yeah, why, are we not, why don't we continue to spring forward? Uh, in life. And I, I learned that through my hard times, just don't quit and don't ever give up. You know, my wife played a big part of that, helping, helping me grow in that, of not giving up when I was down and out, you know, when we first came together. You know, there's a lot of people listening to us, Daryl, who need to hear that. They don't have people in their lives that are telling them that. And some, like you, uh, had a broken relationship with their father, maybe even estranged from their mother. Uh, maybe uh, nobody feels like they're in their corner, and yet to hear you say to them, uh, hey, don't give up, uh, hang in there, that makes a big difference. And that's really what you've dedicated your life to uh, is uh, proclaiming the goodness and the grace of God for all people, isn't it? It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, it's the gospel that transforms you when you meet Christ and when you decide that you're going to get rid of your ego and your pride, because ego is a three-letter word, easing God out. And when you decide to say yes, it's a three-letter word, Y-E-S, you enjoy salvation. You get to come to a greater place and a greater understanding if you can come to a place of believing that he is Lord. 
uh, you, or you're going to have to make a commitment. Uh, I didn't get like this overnight. You know, it was a commitment. You know, I had to sit for seven years before, you know, God even yes. released me into who I am today. You know, I had to go through a discipleship part of understanding who God was because I had that moment where I accepted Christ like everybody else came down, at, you know, at the altar and accepted Christ and had this moment. But I had no discipleship, and, you know, then I ran into the wall and dislocated my shoulder, and I went back to the familiar because I wasn't grounded and wasn't no foundation. And if you're not, you don't have a, and that's what the Bible talks about, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. There's no knowledge and understanding. So that's why, you know, you go back to the old familiar things because you have no understanding of God's word. And so I had to go through a process, you know, and I want people to understand this book was, this book was a process of going through. Uh, of life. It wasn't like an overnight miracle. Oh, here's, here he is, Daryl Strawberry, he's changed. No, I had a long haul yes. with nothing and just me and God. Well, you know, you often hear that phrase, trust the process, and you have that uh, section in your book that just really encourages people to trust that process. Listen, we're going to take a break, and uh, I, I just want to say this at every opportunity throughout this uh, discussion and interview with Daryl. Strawberry, and that is that the greatest relationship you can have as a man or a woman is a relationship with your Creator, your Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, today we want you to make that decision. Two ways you can communicate or connect with us. One is to dial this number. It's 888-NEED-HIM. That's 888-NEED-HIM. Don't forget also our social media platforms are available to you, Facebook and Twitter. You can also leave a note there that simply says, today I want to start a relationship with Jesus, and I promise you we'll follow up with you. Uh, listen, each and every one of you need to stick around, because when we come back, we're going to talk to Daryl about this statement he makes in his book, that coming to faith in Christ doesn't immediately solve all your problems and cure all your ills. What does he mean by that? We're going to talk about that and much more next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. What is Equip with Chris Brooks? At its core, this program is just real people who are trying to deal with real life and looking for biblical answers. Tune in every weekday, and that's what you'll hear. But none of this is possible without the generous monthly support of our equippers. You can join the growing family of supporters today and begin receiving special benefits when you call 888-644-4144. Or if you prefer to automate your gift, simply go online to equippedradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks, talking to Major League Baseball legend Daryl Strawberry about his new book uh, entitled Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life, forward by Greg Laurie. I want to encourage you to get your hands on a copy. You can go to our website, equipradio.org. That's equipradio.org. Daryl, you're often called a baseball legend, but I want to ask you your thoughts on another baseball legend, the great Hank Heron. Uh, passed away, may his transition to be with the Lord. You know, some have called, and I believe this, uh, they've called Hank Aaron the greatest home run hitter baseball ever produced. Uh, any thoughts or reflections on the life of Hank Aaron? Well, what what a true leader. I think he set the example of what it is to be a leader and to have the right character and put on the uniform and lead by an example. And when I say that, I say because of all that he had to endure. Uh, I think a lot of times we don't understand what 
guys of the history, you know, especially being African-American and what they had to come through being accepted and, and being able to play at the same level with white players. It just wasn't, it was, wasn't acceptable at the time, but you know, once they started to come in like Hank Aaron and Jackie Robinson, those guys opened the doors for others to come in and put on the uniform and to be able to play. But what a sweet man he was, you know, he was just so different, you know, just so kind. Uh, I don't think you ever hear him say anything bad about anybody. So, you know, his, his legacy will lead, lead a lot of players to understand the importance of wearing a baseball uniform, but also becoming a man. And I think that's what Hank Aaron was really all about being a man. That's good. That's so good. Yeah, we uh, so appreciate the legacy that he left and players like you stand on his shoulders. You talk about in your book, though, and, uh, and and this is a point you just drove home in our last segment, that coming to faith in Christ does not immediately solve all your problems and cure all your ears. A lot of people have uh, heard that, that, uh, hey, you come to Christ and everything goes away. Uh, talk about how uh, what needs to happen even after that. Well, I think the most important thing is we need to understand that God is not a sugar daddy, he's daddy. And I think most people have the hand out and wanting God to give them something. And why I say that, because I came to God uh, where I had everything, and I realized that it, it didn't mean anything. Just like King Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes talked about it, it's meaningless under the sun without God. So I had that, so I know that it wasn't important to have things, because when I started the journey with God, I wanted Jesus. I didn't want anything else. I didn't want money and fame anymore because I, I started the journey with him, you know, a little over 21 years ago with my wife and I was $3 million in debt and didn't have a driver's license. So I know God's got a great sense of humor when he called you, because, <laughs> you know, because, because, <laughs> because Chris, it has nothing to do with, you know, stuff, you know, when he calls you. And I think people uh, get wrapped up into it has to do with, you know, I need something to be able to follow God. No, you need him more than anything. And that's what I want to say, because I started with nothing. And I always say he had a great sense of humor of um, calling me when I had nothing. And me and Tracy decided that we were going to follow uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. And we had nothing. And we were just happy together to start on the journey together to do it right. You know, but I think that was the most important thing is to do it right, to live according to the biblical principles, you know, not live, live as boyfriend and girlfriend, no more, shack it up, sleep it. We broke all that off because we said we can't live like this anymore. You know, we got to do something right. If we're going to follow these principles out of the Bible and we started following the principles out of the Bible and we started from the bottom to where God raised us up to. And we just, glorified him all the way through every trial, every tribulation, every situation, getting out of debt, you know, getting out of $3 million debt. She, she made me face my, my downfalls, my pitfalls of mess that I made. And she made me clean it up. My wife, boy, do God give you something when you need something. And he gives you a woman. If you just listen, I think men out there don't listen enough. I was one of those. But when I started listening to my wife, my life started to improve and move towards uh, the plan that God had for us. How has Tracy's faith, uh, your wife's faith, impacted you? Oh, man, her, her faith impacted me more than anybody has ever impacted me in my life. Her and my mother's faith were, were the two uh, faith that impacted me. And I said, that's why I was looking at the fact, and I said, God, you know I was a womanizer, so you bring two women in my life that would straighten me out, my mother <laughs> and my wife. <laughs> And so he, her faith was so incredible 
uh, and she's still the same way today where she rolls out of bed at like 5, 5.30 every morning to go be with God, to study and pray and, and spend time and, and enter in with God. And, and I used to see that, and I, would, and I used to come, I used to wake up and I'd come downstairs, it'd be like 9, 10 o'clock, and she'd be like, hi, hon. And I would turn around like, who you been down here with? And, you know, realizing that she'd been with Jesus all this time, just growing, you know, because she had this joy, and I wanted this joy. I saw this joy before that she had. I saw it in my teammate Gary Carter and Mookie Wilson because they lived different. They lived the Christ life while we were playing in uniform. So I knew it was real, and she had it. I knew it was real. I was like, God, why are you always speaking to her? Why she's always so joyful? He says, because she spends time with me. When are you going to spend time with me? Mm. You say that uh, practicing sin is destructive. Why do you say that? What is it about living the life of sin that's so destructive? Well, because you're separated from God first, um, and you're living according to your own fleshly desires. Um, you're not living according to the Spirit. Um, and practicing sin was, was a habit for me, you know, living a life, a worldly lifestyle, you know, rich, famous, do whatever you want, have girls everywhere, um, married, committing adultery, didn't care, didn't think about it. You're just living. Uh, that's, that's the sin that a lot of us do practice. You know, we say we don't, but I know if you put on a uniform and you have no foundation of Christ, the temptation is far too greater than you can say no most of the yes. time because yes. it's, not, it's not about when you're at home. It's about when you travel and you get away and you start looking. And, and, and people don't understand, Delilah's and Jezebel's are real. And they show up, you know, and 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 they look good too when they show up, and and you don't know that those those spirits are looking at you to fall into you because you have nothing to fight with. So I know the reality of it, Chris, because I lived it. Nobody can't tell me I lived it at the top. I had it all. I had women everywhere. I knew knew about it, and I saw other guys doing the same thing that I was doing. But like I said before, I saw Gary Carter and Mookie Wilson. I saw That's them right. no, never con- condemned anybody but they didn't live the way we lived. That's great. And it's awesome to hear about men uh, setting that example. Praise God for the women God sent into your life, but praise God for those examples that you saw in those teammates, those brothers as well. I I want you to talk about any number three, chapter number three of your book, that is renewing your mind. Uh, How important is that process in discipleship and being the man of God you are right now? Well, renewing your mind is the most important part because that's the transformation uh, where you have to be, where it has to be washed and cleansed through the blood, you know, where, where you got to be, you know, go through where you got to get purified so you can think right. And I think a lot of times uh, if you don't go through that process, you're going to have those old saying thinkers. People wonder, well, why you don't do the things you don't do anymore? Because I don't think that way anymore. I think holy. I think of righteousness. I think of who I live for, you know. And I, I think of my, I think of my God, and I think of my wife, and I think of my kids, you know. And I realize that I, the old is me. The old me is dead, you know. And that says Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have come new. I can't get to new if I'm still holding on to the old. And I think yes. so many people still try to hold on to the old and the old thinking and you can't get to the new. And I, I do know that God has something new for me every day, Chris, when I wake up. So I get up and I'm in a routine of worshiping God. You know, that's the worshiping God and, and praising God and spending time with God so I can continue to pursue what he has for me. And so if I don't let my thought process 
come to the place of being changed, I could never fulfill the promises over my life, you know, because I'm a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So they had the land. So mm. God will give you the land. The, the land is not about stuff. I think so many people thinking the land is about stuff. God, God's great land that he gives to us to live here, he gives you peace, joy, wisdom, knowledge. He gives you power. He gives you something far greater than stuff. And I think people get consumed with earthly things and they look and see that they want that instead of looking and seeing and tasting that the Lord is good. And I think a lot of people miss out on the opportunity of knowing who they are in Christ and having a relationship. Yeah, I love this. In your book, you say too many people are looking to Google, Siri, and Alexa for answers instead of the Holy Bible. Uh, and, and, and this is so important, Daryl, because a lot of people don't have victory. Well, Billy Graham, I think, said it this way, that more Christians would have victory if they just knew the Bible. If they just knew the Bible, if you just knew the Word of God for yourself, if you just know scriptures, if you just dissect those scriptures, if you just eat scriptures and you just live the scriptures, the scriptures is my life. The reason why I have so much power inside of me is not because of me. It's because the scriptures are, are down in me. And where are they? They're not in my head, Chris. They're down in my belly. You know, and that, yes. that's because I've, re, I've retained them down in my belly through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of all things, you know, and he's taught me the Bible. He's taught me scriptures. But I asked him to help me, and I asked him to retain the scriptures for me in my belly and not in my head. So I have this relationship that I have with, with the Holy Spirit, and it's personal to me because he's my teacher. And if I allow him to teach me, I'm going to know all things that I need to know that's right. Folks, I want to encourage you. we got to take another short break. But as I promised, at every break, I'm going to encourage you. Today is a day where you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, turn from your sin. Ask him to be Lord of your life. He will come in. He will renew your heart. Dial this number, 888-NEED-HIM. 888-NEED-HIM. Whatever you do, you stick and stay. We're going to come back and talk to Daryl about his time on The Celebrity Apprentice. You won't want to miss it. Much more to come next up on Equip. You're listening to a pre-recorded Encore presentation of Equip with Chris Brooks. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. If you haven't gotten the book yet, I want to encourage you to turn your season around. How God Transformed your life, Transforms Your Life by Daryl Strawberry. It's not a coincidence you're listening today. Some of you are listening and you're saying, man, I need to get that book. Even more importantly to me, to Daryl, is that you get a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, For those of you who maybe are younger and didn't follow this man's uh, great baseball career, he was Rookie of the Year, four-time World Series title uh, winner, eight All-Star Game appearances, nomination to the uh, National uh, National Baseball Hall of Fame in 2004, just legendary in every way on the field. Off the field, he uh, went through so many challenges in life when he was not serving the Lord, from addiction to abuse, divorces, cancer, jail time. But now today, uh, Daryl's purpose and passion is serving the Lord Jesus Christ by traveling the country, speaking a message of hope and restoration through the power of the gospel. Daryl, I'm grateful to have you on and uh, so appreciate you sharing honestly from your life. It's such a blessing and an encouragement to so many that are listening. Uh, but I, I want to go back to your time on Celebrity Apprentice. What was that like, and uh, what did you learn spiritually about yourself during that season? Well, it was very challenging to be on the show, you know, for 
um, President Trump. He wasn't a president at, at the time, and I've known him for a very long time. So he invited me to come on the show, and, and my wife didn't want me to go. And, you know, I, I had some friends that worked for him, so they said it'd be good. So I went on it, and we did some great things, you know, raising money for charity. Uh, but the temptations of life is real, you know, and behind the scenes, you know, I had changed my life, and I was talking a different way and acting a different way. So behind the scenes were, you know, drinking and, you know, language and, you know, not to condemn anybody for what they do. You know, that that just wasn't me anymore. And, you know, we lost the task and Michael Johnson was the project manager and he kept asking, asking who should he fire. And, you know, out of, out of our group, because we lost and nobody was saying that nobody wants to leave. I said, well, just fire me. He goes, Daryl, why, why should I fire you? New York love you. You're doing great on the show. What's wrong? You're tired? What's the matter? Then he went back asking the other guys, you know, who should I fire? I said, just let me go. He said, you want to go? Do you really want to go? And then I said, yes. He says, okay, you're fired. So I had, I had to make a way to maneuver myself out of not being tempted to get into all that again. You know, I've been there, you know, been there drinking. I've been there talking that way before. And, and I was a different person. So I just needed to find a way to wiggle my way out. And I think a lot of times Christians, we want to compromise and fit in, you know, with people because they, worldly people and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, they're celebrities. You know, I want them to be my friends. I want to be a part of this. I don't want to be a part of all that anymore. I've, I've been there and done that. I already know that's a dead end. You know, I've, yes. I've started on this journey. i started on this real journey with Christ, and I'm going to keep running this way. And God has put new people in my life, and they're all Christian. You know, I have a lot of friends. All my my friends are in New York. They're Jewish. They all know where I stand. And they love me because they know I've changed, and they know I'm a different person. But I don't, I don't preach to them. I just live Christ. So, you know, the thing about, you know, understanding where you are is so important. It's so critical to your walk because let me tell you, the devil is waiting. He's lurking around waiting to set you up in situations. And Jesus made it clear in John 10, 10, he said, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I take that part seriously when I understand that because I understand it deeply in my spirit that that's exactly what he will do to you because he did that to me when I was not walking with God and I will never open the door for him to ever have that pleasure of me again in any wow. type of temptation like that just to run and turn back to. You know, normally we give multiple phone numbers here on Equip. Today I'm just giving one, and I want to keep doing it because I want you today to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. Many of you maybe were raised by a mom like Daryl had that taught you the truth of God's Word, but you know you're not living it and you're far from the Lord. Some of you had dads that really encourage you to give your life to Jesus. And now you find yourself in a place where you say, how did I even get here? How did I get so far away from the Lord? What a wonderful thing is that one decision can turn your season around. That's what Daryl is driving home in his book, Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. The phone number I want you to dial is simply 888-NEED-HIM. 888-NEED-HIM. Please dial that number now because we want you to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, I want you to respond to a particular verse of Scripture, Daryl. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 19, the Apostle Paul writes this, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received uh, from God? You are not your own. Why is it so important that we treat our bodies with respect? Because, first of all, like you said, we're not our own. You know, we belong to Christ. And when we understand Christ, when we understand the resurrection of Christ, and we understand what he defeated for us and him taking it to the cross, he 
he took everything for us, everything that could kill us, Jesus already killed it. So why are we still acting out in ways that we want to fit in in a, in, in a society that brings about darkness? Yes. And, you know, I, I, could, I could never see myself being who I am in Christ like I know and what Christ has done. I'm going to the tomb and, and getting up early Sunday morning, getting up with all power and understanding that if I die, I could be just like Christ, resurrected. That's the Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. Yes. It is no longer I who live. It is Christ who lives. It is Christ who rules and reigns over my life. So my body belongs to Christ, so I need to represent myself just like Christ represents his, himself. And when you understand that, you're able to fulfill what God wants you to do. Yeah, there, there's going to be some setups around us. I, I just realized Chris, I didn't never want to get in a pulpit and be a hypocrite anymore. Wow. Wow. I just never, I never wanted to be that person ever again. Yeah, I know Jesus, but yeah, I'm still living, you know, this crazy life out here. I, I, I never wanted to be that anymore because I, mm. I had done that when people had put me on platforms and I wasn't there, all, always already there, you know, and I, I was just coming through trying to find Christ in my life. And even some of us, you know, be standing in pulpits and we know Christ, but we still have another agenda for ourselves. I don't want to have another agenda. Jesus paid it all for all of us. When you that's understand that, when he hung on, yeah, that's, that's my agenda right there. He, he paid it all. He paid the price hanging on Calvary for us. And I never want to forget that. I don't ever want to forget the symbol. Oh, hallelujah. Sorry about that, brother. The symbol <laughs> of the cross. <laughs> I'm you sorry, never have to apologize. That, that is a beautiful <laughs> thing. That's it. That's it. And, and you know, here's the thing. You know, when you talk about this and the transformation that Jesus has made in your life, you could tell, you know, when uh, somebody's not sincere, you can tell. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, it, it is very clear that the Lord has done a work in your life. As a matter of fact, I was talking to uh, one of our uh, colleagues over here, Moody at Radio, and I was sharing that you, you and I are going to be talking today. And he says, you know, he's been following your change and transformation. And I think this is the greatest compliment one person can give to another, and that is he's been watching and changing your life. And he says, Daryl is the real deal. He really loves Jesus. And I mean, when you hear that, that that has to be a blessing. But I want to take this whole thought of respecting our bodies a step further because you not only believe that we should protect our bodies, you also believe that we should be a people of life. And uh, you have been very outspoken about the sanctity of life, about the right uh, to life, uh, about the uh, the sin of, of abortion. Uh, talk about your passion for life well my passion for life is is god is the creator and we must never get away from that chris i think so many people get away from him being the creator he created all of us none of us here if he didn't create us he just used our parents you know to to bring us here you know but the seed had to be created from him and, and that's his seed so you know when we talk about destroying a life you know then that judgment will come up on you one day, you know, because God's going to hold us all accountable for the good and the evil of what we've done here. And I think so many people don't realize that, you know, and you think, you think about the seed. Okay. And you think about the life that I went through of being a professional athlete and achieving all these great things from a talented standpoint, but broken and empty and, and, and going through life, trials and tribulations, jail, and end up at a Florida state prison with a T17169 for addiction and cancer twice and losing my left kidney. 
and think about what God would like meet me. He would meet me in a pit and qualify me to step in a pulpit for him. So tell me who's the creator. Wow. It's not man. It's not man. Because when I look, when I look, Chris, when I looked at the last time man was talking about me, they were talking about me. I was a loser. I was, I was dead. I was going to be dead, but they didn't realize that they prophesied over my life that I would be dead. Oh, me is dead. Wow. You know, when I think about what you just shared, there are a lot of people who feel like they are too far from God's ability to save them. Uh, But I want you to hear what our brother just said and to know that you are never so far away from God that he cannot save you or turn your life around. We got to take another short break. But when we come back for our final segment, we're going to land this plane in the heart of the gospel. But I do want to say to all of you moms that are out there that maybe God has blessed you with Uh, a baby inside of your womb right right now. I want you to know that you are blessed. And I recognize that there may be some hard circumstances surrounding you. Maybe you find yourself in a situation where financially you just feel overwhelmed or you don't have help, or maybe you're struggling to get your own life back on on track. Uh, You know, there are people who would love to wrap their arms around you, pregnancy resource centers and churches and other believers, but know that that blessing, that baby that's in your womb, that's a unique life that God has graced you with, that God wants to do so much with. So he wants to bless your life and he wants to bless the life of the baby that's in your womb. Today, you can start your journey in relationship with Jesus. Dial that number, 888-NEED-HIM. We'll be right back, right after this. At Equipped, it's our goal to strengthen your faith. And we're always excited as we hear stories of people coming to faith as a result of our program. But we couldn't possibly accomplish this mission alone. That's why we're looking for equippers and people just like you who will give a monthly gift to help us keep this program on the air. Would you consider partnering with us? Become an equipper today and receive special insider benefits, such as a bi-weekly email that contains pastoral messages prepared just for you. Call 888-644-4144 or go online to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. I hope you've dialed that number. If you haven't, I encourage you one more time, 888-NEED-HIM. It's been an absolute joy hearing the life and story of Daryl Strawberry, one of Major League Baseball's true legends and a true man of God. Daryl, as as we kind of come to the end of this, I want you to talk to a couple of different people. First, I want you to talk to uh, that person who maybe feels like they are so far away from God that there's no way that they could ever become the man of God like you are or be in a relationship with the Lord. And maybe they feel like their sins and mistakes are so, so far beyond uh, normal that they couldn't even be forgiven. What do you want to say to them? I just want to encourage those people like that. You know, it's thinking that way that, way that they too far off from God. I, I used to think the same thing. I was thinking, well, I didn't have a biblical education at well, and I didn't. And but he met me right where I was at, and it was a process uh, to encourage you that he loves you right where you're at, regardless of your sin. Uh, we all fall short, and that's didn't say some; it means all of us will. Uh, but I would just encourage you to take take time to have a personal relationship with God. And I would say, start in the Book of John and learning how to believe who Jesus is. I think a lot of people don't know who Jesus is, and uh, he did the miracles in the book of John, turning water to, into wine, feeding 5,000, raising Lazarus from the dead. And 
so many other miracles he did in that book. And when you start understanding who Jesus is, then you can start understanding who you are, that he wants to do a miracle in your life right where you're at. I mean, the miracle uh, that he was doing back then, he's still doing today. I mean, the miracles that he did in my life is incredible, far greater than anything I ever had in, in my life, greater than baseball, greater than money, greater than fame. Um, so just allow yourself to uh, make a commitment. You have to be persistent, though, to go after God. And then you have to surrender yourself to him. Uh, surrender yourself means you're going to have to walk away from a lot of folks. And I walked away from a lot of folks 18 years ago when a lot of them would laugh and say, yeah, he's following God. He'll be back. But they're still looking. It's 18 years. I haven't been back. So wow. that tells you right there. The, that tells you right there. The connection is real with God once you connect with him. That's beautiful. And, uh, and again, I want to encourage folks that if you feel so far away from God that you can't be saved, let me just tell you the good news is that you qualify uh, because uh, God is looking for those who have uh, sinned and come to the place where they know they cannot save themselves. I also want you to talk for just a moment, Daryl, if you could, to those who maybe are nervous or fearful about sharing Christ with others. Maybe there's a, an athlete who's listening to us right now, and they're in a locker room uh, full of uh, other guys, and they, they're a believer, follower of Jesus, but they're afraid to share their faith. Or maybe it's just a young person in their school. Uh, what do you want to say to them? Don't be afraid to uh, share your faith with somebody because it can help somebody along the way. I mean, I had Gary Carter who shared faith with me. I mean, he wasn't over the top. Uh, he was just simple, you know, that God loves you and God cares about you. And, you know, I'm sitting here today because the guys like that was in my life uh, in the midst of, you know, me being a star and everything. Uh, you can't be afraid to share who God is in your life. And I think you need to be bold with the gospel. The gospel's got to be uh, spoken in a different way in these days, these times, because the darkness is real and the enemy is busy. He is pushing back against uh, those who are in darkness and stay in darkness. And those of us in the light, no one can get well if we don't give them what we have, you know, and what we have to understand is it, this doesn't belong to me. This belongs to God. This is his gift. And I need to utilize the gift that he has given me to speak life into people and to speak practical biblical principles. We don't have to be over the top. It's just practical. Jesus loves you. I, I don't care what you're going through. Uh, there's a place for you. I, I, and you know, me, I personally can share people, my story. I'm not afraid to share people my story. I'm not afraid to show my wounds. I'll put it like that. And my scars. I think so many of us are afraid to show our wounds and scars. And Jesus showed us his wounds and scars. Why are we so afraid to show our wounds and scars to other people? That's good. All right. Last question for you, sir. And that is, uh, if there were two scripture passages that can get someone started on the path to turning their season, turning their life around, what would be those, uh, two scripture passages that you would recommend for them and why? Well, first I would go with uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it talks about trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. First, you got to trust in him with all your heart and you got to stop leaning on your own understanding and earthly understanding. And then you got to acknowledge him in everything that you do. When you start to acknowledge him, and everything that you do, then he will direct you where he needs to direct you. Mm. And I think so many of us, so many of us don't grab a hold of the scriptures and don't understand the importance of what they mean. 
I mean, you got to learn to eat off of that. And how do you get that scripture? I, I, you, you take the first part of it, trust in the Lord. That's got to be my first step. Then it's got with all your heart, you know, that's got to be my next step. Then lean yes. not on my own understanding and, and, and acknowledge him in all my ways. And then at Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his power that works in us. It is not your power. It is his power that works in us. And that's when we start understanding his great power. He's going to speak through me. I don't have to worry about what I need to say because the Holy Spirit is going to be working and he's going to speak through me and give me the things to say. But now and to him who is able, not you, he is able to do everything for you. If you could just get out of the way and you think about Moses, a man had a speech impediment. God used him mightily because of his meekness. Walk with meekness and humility and God will use you mightily for his glory. Brother, you're a blessing, and I know you know that, but more importantly, I thank you for your humility, your honesty, your transparency. You've uh, lived uh, three lives, it feels like, and packed into one. Uh, But praise God for a mom who never stopped praying, and for moms, grandmas, grandpas, dads that are out there, wives, husbands, keep praying because God answers those prayers. Thank God for Tracy And I just want to encourage you, brother, you keep on going, keep preaching the gospel because people are responding even today. And I'm so grateful you've carved out this time and that you wrote this book. Uh, I love Mariano Rivera's another baseball legend. He said this, he says, this book will challenge you to walk closely with Jesus and remind you that God is always with you no matter what. And that's exactly what Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life, is all about. God bless you, Daryl. God bless you, Chris. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. I appreciate it too, man. Uh, You know what? So many young men in my generation were inspired by what Daryl did off the field, on the field. My prayer is that now that he is living his life after baseball, that many, many more will come to know Jesus Christ. Many young men and women Older, young, older men and women will come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior uh, because of Daryl's life and ministry. And maybe today, even as we were talking, the Lord began to do a work in your own heart, drawing you to himself. He loves you, and there's, there's nothing we can do about that. And there's no sin that you have ever committed that's greater than what he has done on Calvary. So today I encourage you, trust in him turn from your sin. You don't have to fit in. You don't have to be uh, accepted by the world. This world is going the wrong direction. If you want life, go the opposite direction. Run to Jesus and trust the process that when you give your life to Jesus, get grounded in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church that will disciple you, find your identity and your calling in Christ, and get out there and declare to a watching world that Jesus is Lord. Friends, I can't wait till we're together again next time. Until then, let me encourage you to remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.